young age and uh, came in the Holy Ghost in 1992. And I did in a small little church in Freeport, Louisiana. And then I, I, I didn't know how to pray. And God told me I wanted to come and spend a day of fasting in the church. And uh, the pastor knew I was a drug addict, so he told me when I told him I want to come and fast, he said, I'll lock you in the church when you're ready to come. <laughs> He put out, yeah, he put out student instruments or something, you know. I mean, I couldn't blame him. Right. You know, that's what drug addicts do. And I didn't know how to pray. I remember sitting on the front seat and just, um, you know, just opened myself to the Lord. And I forget about two in the afternoon, in the little room, just like this here. I was back there, and the Holy Spirit came down upon my life. And he filled me with his power, amen. And for the first time, he spoke to me. I mean, he spoke to me, and he said, I'm going to take you to a land that flows in milk and honey. And I'm giving you my spirit to follow him. Amen. Follow my spirit. Sometimes it's going to lead you up mountains. Sometimes it's going to lead you down valleys. But listen and follow my spirit. Amen. And I've done just that. To God be all the glory. By his strength and by his power. Amen. And so I've come tonight to say thank you to the Bethel family. You are our family. And thank you to Pastor Howell for um, just your prayers most importantly. And also last year, um, you know, inviting us to the Holiness um, Convention. That was a life-changing moment for us. Right. Sometimes when you're on the mission field, you get beaten up. And, you know, you're just weak. And, you know, because uh, sometimes ingratitude. Right. And right. persons take advantage of you. And, and they make it very difficult for pastors. Amen. Amen. And I pray we don't have those types of persons here. You know? right. <laughs> that you make it easy for pastors. But, but when pastors carry a, a heavy, heavy load, you're in the forefront. And you're dealing with a lot, a lot of devils. And you're up when, when you're sleeping. Amen. And, uh, you know, hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Amen. And uh, we have to ask the Lord, like this morning, uh, you know, to give us gratitude, a deeper gratitude for our spiritual leaders. Gratitude is not just words and say that you're grateful for Pastor Howard. Gratitude means that you're going to fast for him. If you're not fasting for your pastor, amen, you need to do that. At least once a week, you need to set a time where you fast for the man and woman of God. And fast for his children because the devil, now what I'm seeing in Dominica, is that through witchcraft, the devils are targeting the pastor's children. And they're seeking to sacrifice the children. That's what's happening in Dominica now. High levels of witchcraft to sacrifice, especially pastors' children, because that is how they get promoted in the kingdom of darkness. So many souls they can sacrifice, and the pastors' children are high target, high price. Are you there today? And that is why we need to be covered under the blood, and we need to stay under the umbrella, under the covering of our spiritual leaders, and we have to take heed to the word of God. Amen. I always tell persons 25% of pastors is down behind the pulpit. The next 75% is when pastor gets in your face and say that is unacceptable in right. I want you to do something that you don't understand, but you do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. And so Sam is very, very difficult for us. And so last year it was very hard for my wife especially. And then God just moved and pastor just heard from the spirit and he invited us to the conference. And that was such a blessing. We were restored and renewed and we felt such love. And embrace, amen, hallelujah. And we went back, we were strengthened, amen, to go back again. And continue to sacrifice, continue to make the Lord's living room. I greet you again uh, from Mount Zion, and uh, my wife, um, she greets you also, Sister Douglas.
she loved to be here with us, but we take turns. We job is scheduled, amen? Right. And she's a, a, a military lady. She's strong. God has chosen her for me, amen? 27 and a half years in the U.S. Army. And uh, God uh, uh, um, prepared her in the Army to be in the Army of the Lord, right. amen? And the work is growing, and we thank God for Pastor uh, Howell and, and, uh, and Pastor um, Nathaniel that came down last year. And it was such a blessing. <laughs> like I said this morning, we want to keep them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pastor, I see back here, he's such a powerful uh, minister of the gospel. I mean, he spoke a word in Sunday school that was timely. I didn't tell him anything. He didn't know anything that was going on in the church, but he came and God used him mightily. Amen. And so you must know the person that you have. You know that already, right? <laughs> Amen. So I, and we want to say thank you so much for your prayers. There's been critical at times this year. When I call pastor, I suffer, I suffer the loss of my sister. And watch her, um, you know, just um, die. One day they called me and told me she's on her way to the hospital. I got there. And a few hours later she was gone. Amen. And so many things that we've gone through. But I can always call him and tell him we need prayer. And he's there with us. Also, the financial blessings. I know that you all are helping us with uh, saving to buy a bus, and that's that is so important. We need that. Amen. We still have an issue with our old bus trying to keep it going. Amen. Because Dominica is a rural area, lots of uh, persons live far, and most people don't have vehicles. Amen. Right. Not, they can't afford it, so we have to pick up persons. And we thank you so much for uh, continuing to, to sacrifice for that. Amen. Amen. And uh, since Douglas and I we started the ministry. We left uh, as God instructed us to move to Dominica in 2006, and we started the ministry in our home, and now the ministry has grown. Amen. If, uh, we have the downstairs of our house now, that is a sanctuary, and uh, we're just about out of room, and so we're looking uh, to build a new sanctuary. We've been, uh, as Pastor may have told me, that uh, for the past five years now, we've been trying to get approval of our building plans, and it's like just because again. We are, we are not, we are not unwilling to com compromise and then right. stand for holiness and truth. The enemy is fighting us. But this year we've seen some progress. Amen. Amen. And so we believe in God by the time I get back to Dominica that we'll have good news. Amen. So we can build the sanctuary and that we'll accommodate God's people. So we want you, uh, we want to thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. And uh, again, I just wanted to come and say thank you. And uh, one of the things that really encouraged my heart and Sister Douglas's heart is that the, the ministry is bearing fruit now, and God is raising up ministers. This past year, we ordained some ministers and their wives, and uh, uh, just this past a month, and around uh, January, we ordained another uh, minister and his wife, amen, and they're ministering in another rural area in Dominica, and so we've seen the young ministers are taking up their responsibility and to carry the work forward, amen. For a long time, it was just me and Sister Douglas, but now they're stepping forward and they're accepting the call, and so we thank God for that, amen? So we want you to continue to pray for us. Again, we're experiencing high, high levels of witchcraft, amen? You can notice probably a little thing on my face, and you know, before I came uh, just about a, a few um, weeks ago, I suffered this, this condition. It happened right after we went into this community, um, you know, and I knew that it was, uh, you know, a witchcraft attack. And, uh, you know, uh, we have to really pray for our spiritual leaders. Right. Amen. Amen. We have to, you know, if you can imagine, surround our pastors. Right. Amen. And sometimes if one person is not in place spiritually, right. Amen. Right. then the enemy is going to come in. 
And I don't want to be responsible. Amen. For something happened to I need my pastor. God has given me my pastor to help me to make it. To make it to the new city. And I need him. Amen. I need him today. So if it means that I have to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning. Or 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. And intercede on his behalf and his family. Then that's what I'll do. Because again, we have to ask ourselves, where would I be had God not chosen this man and woman of God? And his family and his sons. Amen? Praise God. God bless you. So tonight, uh, I pray that you are. Uh, did I pray yet? <laughs> not yet? Okay, let's stand and pray. Father, we just want to thank you. We bless your name. We give you glory and honor. Come on, let's lift up the name. We give you honor and we glorify your name, Lord. Without you, we are nothing. We can do nothing. We know nothing apart from you, Lord. Break open the seals of your word. You are the lion of the tribe of Judah. You're the only one that's worthy to open the seals of the book. Touch our leader. Touch Pastor Howell in a special way tonight. Give him strength, Lord. Raise him up to the power and the authority of your name. Break open the seals of your word. Push back the powers of darkness. Find the plans of the enemy tonight. In Jesus' name, let your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated if you're able. I confess my dependence upon the Lord. I don't know how to minister to so great a people. Even if it was just one, I think it's tremendous responsibility. Amen. Tonight we want to talk about uh, true discipleship. Amen. True discipleship. And I pray that your hearts will be open tonight. This is a word from the Lord that is placed upon my heart. Amen. It's a timely word that will help us. Amen. Lift up the name of Jesus. So what is a disciple? A disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. One who is willing to deny self. One who is willing to take up the cross daily and follow him. Again, let me say that. A true disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. One who is willing to deny self. Take up the cross, whatever that cross represents, daily and follow him. Follow him, most importantly, in reaching souls for the kingdom. That was the main reason why Jesus Christ came. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Jesus is about reaching souls for the kingdom. Because time is running out. The signs all around us point. Amen. To the soon coming of the Lord. And God is looking for servants. He's looking for vessels, instruments that will say, yes, I will go. So that he can empower them to reach the last little ones that he needs to pull out of the grips. Amen. Or the clutches of the enemy. Praise God. A true disciple is one who is grateful that someone reached them with this life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad when somebody invites you to church? Amen. I'm glad for my sister that she invited me to church. Amen. Hallelujah. And God sent a pastor from the United States, and there in this church in Dominica, the church was packed, huge church. And it's like the pastor was speaking to me. Amen. <laughs> and when he gave the altar call, I took off and I ran. You know, I, I, I went outside, and my sister thought I was running. But I was going to get the only thing I had left was a bass guitar. I had sold all my possessions to support my drug habit. 
And I came up before the altar and I said, God, this is all I have left. I've squandered everything. And, and this, if you can use this, whatever is left of this life, amen, whatever you've left of this brain, use me for your glory. And I remember they prayed over me and laid hands on me. And since we have to lay hands on others, we have to pray for them. And he prayed it over me and, and God delivered me that night. And that was a turning point in my life. It was soon after that that I received the Holy Ghost. A true disciple is one that is willing to do whatever it takes to reach others. Amen. You remember the story of the Samaritan woman. She had a thirst in her heart. And every human being is born with a natural thirst for Jesus Christ. Just like a natural born baby. You don't have to teach a baby to drink milk. A baby comes out with that desire. God has placed that desire in every human being. And he's placed a desire in every human being for Jesus Christ. And through lack of knowledge, we search through all kinds of waters. We search in the drug house. In the prostitution house. Amen. We search in education. We search for money to try to satisfy what only Jesus Christ can satisfy. And so this woman, she was a Samaritan woman, and she was searching through the wells of men. And she had five husbands, and then one that she had was not a husband. And still she was not satisfied. But Jesus saw her heart, amen. And he said, I must needs go through Samaria. Aren't you glad that Jesus said, I must needs go through Bethel? Or wherever he found you, hallelujah. He said, I must needs go through, hallelujah. Because there's a hungry heart. There's a thirsty heart that is searching. But I have no clue how to satisfy this thirst in my heart. And Jesus offered her that living water. She thought he was talking about the natural water. She said, he said, no, this is living water. And when you drink out of that water, you won't have any need to come back here and draw. You see what she was doing? She was coming to this well to draw men because that was a central location for the farmers and the shepherds who would come there to water the crops and the, and, and, the, and, the, and the animals. And that's where she would make the connection. So you don't have to come here anymore to draw. Amen. And her eyes opened. She said, so give me this water. Give me this living water. Hallelujah. He says, when you drink this water, out of your bowels shall flow forth rivers of living water. And she was satisfied. And gratitude for this living water. You know what she did? It empowered her. It gave her the strength. The Bible says she left the water pot. And she ran back to the village. And she said, come and meet a man. Come see a man who told me all things. Come and see a man who satisfied me. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, many of the men of that village came and accepted Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We need to go out and tell others. When was the last time you witnessed to somebody? When was the last time you told somebody what Jesus did for you? When was the last time you asked somebody the question, are you born again? Has Jesus done something in your life? Has he saved you? And he saved you. If he saved you, then that should empower you and constrain you. And you feel an obligation to tell somebody. True discipleship is motivated by love and gratitude for Jesus Christ. And for our neighbors, especially those who are lost. Many souls are going, amen. Satan, the Bible says the gates of hell have enlarged itself. Amen. He's fighting for young souls, young boys, our children, 
through the internet, through, through Facebook, Instagram, drugs, drive-by shootings. In Dominica, many of our young men are dying. Unexplained accidents through witchcraft. Many of them in the prisons. Young, gifted, talented men. Because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God calls us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he set forth the example of a true disciple, as we saw this morning. And that's why God tells us to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be called God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death of the cross. He left all. He took up his cross and followed the will of his father. His cross was not just that wooden cross which he carried and upon which he was crucified. But his cross began in eternity past when he said to the father, yes, I will go. Hallelujah. In eternity past, it says he was slain before the foundation of the world. He said, I will go because there is a boy. There's a sister. There's a young lady. There's a man that need me. I will go. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes to your will. True Christianity is an all-out 100% commitment and dedication to the Lord Jesus Christ and to his cause or to his will and that of reaching others for him. We are all called to be good stewards. And what is a steward? A steward is one who has been placed as a manager over the affairs or the position, possessions of another. A steward owns nothing because whatever he owns belongs to the master. Yeah. And God has placed us, he's placed you, and he's placed me as stewards over all that we have. Our bodies belong to Jesus. Amen, amen. hallelujah. That's why we are not at liberty, amen, to put all these tattoos and all these body piercings and dress the way they want to. Our body belongs to the Lord. And one day we're going to have to give an account for this body. Our souls be belong to the Lord. Our spirits belong to the Lord. And that's why when we die, the spirit goes back to the maker. Our possessions belong to the Lord. Our time belongs to God. And that's why there's a day coming when time will be over for you and for me. He has given us an allotment of time. And we don't know how much time that we've already used up. Do you know if you have five more years left? Do you know if you have one more month left? I don't know. Amen. Lift up the name of Jesus. So this, 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 this commodity, a precious commodity of time, I must cherish it. Are you there with me today? To get my soul ready to stand before the judgment throne of Christ. And most importantly, to reach those who we have called for me to reach. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up the name of Jesus. We are stewards of our wives. Men, husbands. Amen. God has placed us as stewards of our wives. If you occupy a position of authority, God has given you that position. And one day he's going to have to, we are going to have to give an account. 
Amen. He's, he's made us uh, stewards over our children. We, 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 you know, there are persons that introduce the children to so many things. Today in Dominica, amen, a lot of the children are, have free access to the internet unsupervised. And this is how the devil is possessing many of them and causing many of them to commit suicide. I have buried some of them, hallelujah, who committed suicide. Young men, 19 year old. Are you there today? Because they allow the enemy to come in. Are you there today? We need to be aware. We need to be awake spiritually. Glory to God. Lift up the name of Jesus. So our talents, every one of us has been given talents unique to us. And every one of us has been given treasures. Money, land, houses, things. These all belong to the Lord. And one day we're going to have to give an account of how we spent the Lord's uh, goods. Amen. Are you there with me today? Yes. Hallelujah. Pray for me today. Hallelujah. And because you and I have gratitude for Jesus, gratitude for what he did for us, and love for him, we're willing to place all at his disposal. Many persons don't do that today. They put what they think. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you there today? I want to give so much. But we have to place all at his disposal. That's what it means to be a true disciple. If he wants my house, he can get it. If he wants my car, he can get it. If he wants every dollar in my bank account, he can get it. Hallelujah. Lift up the name of Jesus. Because Jesus set forth the example for us. He gave everything that he had. He gave his priceless blood. I always ask the question, how much would you give in exchange for your blood? I'm not talking about a pint of blood. I'm talking about all of your blood. Would you take a billion dollars for it? Your blood is priceless. And if my blood and your blood, which is tainted by sin, amen, hallelujah, we inherited all kinds of things through the blood, amen, is priceless, much more so the blood of Jesus Christ. And he gave his blood, he left all for us, for you and for me. So in other words, there's nothing that I should hold back if you want something. Nothing, hallelujah. Because there's coming a day when I'm going to hear him say, well done, now good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Jesus is not looking for those interested in giving him the remnants of the time, talents, and resources. When I grew up, you know, we used to give the change. <laughs> when it's offering time, you know, we give the change. If you're giving 10%, that's just to be a minimum in my books. God might ask you for 25%. God might ask you for 50%. To build a new sanctuary. To buy a bus for, 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 for Dominica. Amen, hallelujah. Are you there with me today? Glory to God, hallelujah. Amen, praise God. So Jesus is looking for those who will give him first place in their lives, who are willing to give them, give him their all. Let us look at Jesus' terms of and our definition of true disciples or true followers. Number one, they have 
a supreme love for Jesus Christ. Right. In other words, they love him more than all places. Right. Let me tell you, I love Dominica. Dominica is a beautiful place. <laughs> 365 rivers, mountains, beautiful. But there may come a day when God said, okay, that's it. Right. Let's go to Haiti now. Yeah. Let's go to Africa now. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But Jesus, I love Dominica so much. And I, we have this beautiful house with all this nice view. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he says we have to love him more than all places. You got to love him more than amen. Hallelujah. La Belle, Florida. And you got to love him above all persons. Many, many persons love their husbands more than Jesus. Or they love their mother more than Jesus. Or they love their children more than Jesus. And we have to love, uh, amen, love him more than all things. Today we love our phones. Many persons love their phones more than Jesus. Or their computers. Or pornography. Or their jobs. But we have to love him above. Let's go to Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. You all uh, work with me because, amen, I don't come this day very often. This way very often, amen. <laughs> so you work with me tonight, amen. I want to deliver. I don't want to go back to Dominica with what God has placed on my heart for you, amen. So if you have to stand, whatever you have to do to receive the word, amen, help me tonight in Jesus' name. In Luke chapter 14 and verse 26, it says, are you there? Verse 25, and they went great multitude with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let's uh, stop here. Amen. Thank you so much. Let me see. Now this hate that he talks about does not mean that we should have ill will or hatred towards our relatives. It means that our love and gratitude for Jesus Christ is so great that all other loves seems like hatred by comparison. Our love for him is so great. Hallelujah. Amen. Next one, true disciples love Jesus above their own lives. They are willing to lay down their lives for him if necessary. Everywhere this year and last year. And we have to pray for the churches that have been persecuted. And Nigeria now is the number one country where Christians are being persecuted. And they've been martyred for the cause of Christ. And Afghanistan. And Iran, those countries. Every day, on average, 20 to 25 persons give their lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this level of persecution is coming to America. And it's already here. And you and I have to be willing to stand up. Willing to lay down our lives if you have to. Amen. For him if necessary. True disciples of Christ are those who are 100% committed to doing his will. And the will of his father in heaven. Matthew chapter 12. I'll just read for you this time. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. (laughs) 
it is written, verse 46, while he had talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Hallelujah. You hear that? Amen. Somebody who is going on for God and who is walking in the will of God, amen, if you're going on for God, you're supposed to be closer to that person than even your natural brother or sister. But sometimes we allow our natural relatives to influence our decision for Jesus Christ. Where we go, amen, how long we serve, amen, hallelujah, lift up the name of Jesus. True disciples of Jesus Christ are willing to deny self. Again, uh, let's go to Matthew 16 and verse 24. It is written, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. Whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. All right, like 26, it says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So true disciples are willing to deny self. And denial of self and self-denial are not the same thing. Self-denial means that you deny yourself of certain foods, or pleasures, or possessions. For example, in my life, Sister Douglas and I, we don't, we don't watch television. We don't have a television, you know, um, other than maybe if you want to, you know, one or two things. But we've never had cable television, or, you know, <laughs> amen. That is self-denial. But denial of self means a complete and a total surrender or submission to the Lordship of Christ. There are many Christians, amen, who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. But they have not accepted him as Lord. You see, when he's your Lord, he's your husband, he's your master. He gets to make the choices for your life. He gets to choose where you serve. He gets to choose who you marry. He gets to choose where you work. Amen, hallelujah. Amen. He is the Lord of my life. Bless the name. The most important lesson I've learned amen, since serving Jesus is how to surrender to his Lordship over my life. Amen. Are you there with me today? And I thank God that he's given me a wife of the same mind. Amen. That we could surrender when God spoke to us and said, leave your secular jobs. We were making a lot of money. And things were going well for us. We just bought a brand new car. And he said, you got to get rid of the car. You got to leave all these pleasures and go and live in Dominica. And Dominica is a third world country, a poor country. And you're talking about an American woman having to, you know, wash clothes on hand. Right. <laughs> you know, you have all the conveniences here. You have your washing machine and you have your microwave oven and you have your dishwasher. <laughs> and everything you buy, you know, you buy ready-made. Not in Dominica. <laughs> Sometimes there's no electricity. 
Amen? But she's never complained one day in her life. Because God chose her. Amen? Her will is totally surrendered to the will of God. Glory to God. Pray with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. Amen. So again, true discipleship means that self has no rights of its own, no authority. Self is, amen, it's not reigning on the throne of my heart. Because self wants to do what it wants to do. My wife is on vacation and self wants to go and find, amen, some satisfaction. God wants me to come before him and pray in a time of fasting, but self wants to watch television. You know, the Super Bowl is on. So I'm not going to come to church today or tonight. Self wants to watch the Super Bowl. Amen. But I have to deny self. Hallelujah. Because Jesus Christ wants to occupy the throne of my heart. He has to be the ruler over my will. Hallelujah. Whatever he wants. Amen. Sometimes self wants to govern how long we pray. And how we pray. We boss our prayer lives. Self wants to tell you, Pastor Howard, how to pastor me. Who are you to talk to me like that? I'm not a little boy. Don't you know who I am? But you got to surrender. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what makes it difficult for pastors. Amen. Because they are trying to get us into them, into making it in. And we resist them. Sometimes we don't do it verbally, but we resist it by our behavior. Move me if you can. Amen. You all still love me, right? Amen. God bless you. Amen. We have to love the truth. Amen. If you're going to make it in. There are many persons I see, they get offended over the truth. They want you to tell them smooth things. And when you tell them, they say, God has shown me that this is not the man for you. One of the sisters came to me and she's got this man. Oh, he's a nice fella. You know, he's a, you know he goes to church, Catholic church. God said, no, that's not the man for me. One day I saw her at the bus stop, and there she is in, in front with the man. And I told her, get out of that bus and get in, in our vehicle right now. Oh, she was upset. <laughs> she was mad. She was fuming. How dare you? Amen. Talk to me like that in front of other people. But five years later, she was singing the song of gratitude. She said, I thank God that my pastor looked me in the eyes and he embarrassed me. Hallelujah. It saved me. Hallelujah. You got to be willing to look persons in their eyes. You know, I always say the hardest people for us to witness to are those in our family. We can preach to, you know, to the next door neighbors all day long. Yeah, we preach to, you know, to them. But we have our children. Amen. I see that Christian parents have their children, amen, having sex. They know it, have the knowledge of in their house. Or having the boy shacking up. But don't tell me. Amen. How you lift up the name of Jesus. So when you tell them, they get offended. And they leave the church. Or they shout up on you, I'm not going to pay tithes. I'm not going to serve. Amen. Let me see how they're going to make it. But I thank God that he always raises. He always has a ram in the bush. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
the same thing with Pastor Howe. I believe this church would have been ten times bigger had he been a compromising pastor. Yeah. Some of them left, they came and looked. Amen. They didn't want they didn't hear what they wanted to hear. Yeah. Wanted to be a homosexual and be on the instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Wanna be molested little boys, amen. And and, and up on the instrument. Hallelujah. Look to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I say the same thing. We have a big church in Dominica. Amen. But we have a quality church. You have to be willing to have somebody look you. I told my son, I was just visiting him, and I said, son, I look him in the eyes on Sunday morning with tears, and I said, you got to get your life in order. I said, I wish I had somebody to look me in the eye and talk to me. We got to look at our children in the eyes and talk to them. Amen. Yes, they might hate you after that. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. And uh, we just lost uh, one of my spiritual sons. And um, I don't know if I'll finish my lesson tonight, but God is in control. <laughs> this little boy, young boy, maybe around 30, in the neighborhood, his mother, you know, was... You know, living a life out there when his father was on drugs. Him and his sister, they would go to school, come home, nothing to eat. No electricity in the house, no running water, no internet, but they're, they're going to school. And after school, he would come and he would, you know, we have a fenced area and he would call, Pastor! <laughs> and sometimes I would open up to him, offer him some food. But sometimes it seemed like he would come at the worst time. <laughs> and sometimes I would, I would hide. I remember the shirt that he wore. Amen. It had flames on it. But God convicted me. So one year we had a, a, a drought in Dominica. And he came to me and he said, Pastor, we have no water. You know, things are hard. Can I come and spend the weekend with you? And Sister Douglas, I said, yes, come. And he just stayed with us. He never left. Amen. <laughs> he adopted us. And guess who followed him? His sister. To God be on the road. So we worked with them. He stayed with us. Amen. Worked with him until he graduated from high school. And you know sometimes boys, after they get to a certain thing, they don't want to listen anymore. <laughs> when they took my truck and <laughs> without license, I drove it, not just around the block, you know, downtown. So it was time for him to go. But his sister stayed. And she was obedient. And she was submissive. And God blessed her. She finished college. She became a teacher. She's now a teacher. God sent her a husband. They have a beautiful, a beautiful little girl, Abigail. They're not in the yet. They've built a house. And there are youth directors. But the brother now, he went out there. He became a police officer. Never came back. To say thank you, Pastor, or you know, never came back to the church. He was upset, offended. About a year ago, he called us. He said he has a young son who wants us to dedicate the son for him. Pray over him. Anyway, we prayed over the son. And then, this just about two months ago, he called us and said that he's sick. He went to the hospital, and he was um, hospitalized. Doctor said that he had pneumonia. 
And then they, they did a further, you know, search and saw that he had blood clots in his heart. And then they said that he had cancer. And then a few weeks later, he was gone. Young man in his 20s. So the day that he died, the Lord came to me and he said, Pastor Douglas, because you and Sister Douglas opened your heart and your home and your resources to this young man, although he strayed away, when he needed to come back to, to the Lord, he knew who to call. He called Pastor and he said, when he was in the hospital on his deathbed, he said, I want to get my life right. And he called Sister Douglas, amen, and he said, I'm sorry, and I, and I repent, amen, hallelujah. And God gave me the peace, amen, he says, because you did that, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. That's what it means to be a disciple. I'm not making my name known. I want to give you an example, amen, of what it means to be a disciple. Being a disciple means that you got to give somebody a ride sometime. You may have to open up your home, hallelujah, amen, Lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lift up the name. I feel the Lord. Again, true discipleship means amen, placing all things at the disposal of the Lord. Being inconvenienced. We don't like to be inconvenienced. We want everything nice and comfy. We will go to the mission field if we have a nice house prepared for us. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And that is why when, when Jesus was talking to this young man, he said, let me go on first. You know, I just bought a piece of land. Let me go and check it out first. He said, no. <laughs> Amen. You got to leave and follow me. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. I want to run to a close. Amen. I want to come back. <laughs> Hallelujah. What does it mean to be a true disciple? It means that you take whatever God places across your path. And you take it with the line. When I got this thing, you know, I went to the doctor they told me I had this bill spot and my mouth was twisted on the side. And the first thing the devil said, go and hide. Don't tell the congregation. He wanted to clothe me with shame. Because you see, God is the head of all things. There is nothing that comes into my life or your life, amen, which God has not put his stamp of approval upon. Job is a prime example. So God allowed me to be touched for a reason. Look at the name of Jesus. And I had a choice. Amen. Are you going to are you going to not continue the work of God? We want to go when things are great and things are wonderful. Amen. And everything is in line. Oh, hallelujah. We got to delight. Amen. Lord our God, you're not the Messiah. We have to delight, and I learn how to praise Him. Lord, I thank you. If you choose to fix my face, bless God. If you choose to leave it like that, and it's reversible, the condition is. Most of the cases, but I say, if you choose not to, then praise you. I still love you. 
The cross symbolizes shame and persecution and trials and abuse, sometimes from your own family. We have had, Sister Douglas had a, 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 a brother that was wealthy, and, and because of her stand for the Lord, he wrote her, he had her in a will, and he wrote her out of the will. Some of you may have experienced that because of your stand for Jesus Christ. Your family turned against you, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 talks about a lot of things that the Old Testament saints suffer because of their faith in Jesus Christ. But then he tells us, he encourages our heart in Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 1. Amen. He said, see, we've come past about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay every, aside every weight and the sin which thou so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the Father. Amen. You know, the majesty who suffered and endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be worried in your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. You have not yet resisted unto blood. I have not shed blood. Amen. Hallelujah. For Christ. There are some persons that have shed blood. And they've given their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. He says to be encouraged. And keep your eyes on him. And praise him. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Praise God. First Peter verse 4 and 12. Tells us. Thinking not beloved. Thinking not strange. Concerning the fiery trial that is to try you. As though some strange thing happened unto you. But he tells us to rejoice in as much as you are called to be partakers of his glory. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> and then he tells us, amen, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. Amen. I'm trying to run to a close. Work with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. He says in verse 10, but the God of all grace, who have called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect status. Strengthen and settle. The devil through the world will come after though all who are willing to go against the flow. We're encountering a lot of opposition because we will not stand with a crooked government. We're selling our passports, amen, to all kinds of crooks. Enemies of America. Amen. They align themselves with Russia. And communist China. And Venezuela. And because we are Americans, we are being persecuted. We'll be denied. Amen. Hallelujah. But God is good. And I may very well lose my life. In Dominica. Hallelujah. But I'm prepared. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He says we must take up our cross daily. Deny self and follow him. Follow him wherever he leads us. Amen? Amen. Knowing it's just for a little time. Hallelujah. And he's going to come back. He's yeah. going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Oh, Thank I feel you. the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. I feel the Lord, hallelujah, bless the name of Jesus. Amen. Is God calling you to be a true disciple? 
I know we've just kind of touched on the surface. Hallelujah. But ask yourself a question today. Am I a good steward? Have I surrendered all to Jesus? Have I placed all at his disposal? Have I tied up his hands? Are there things that Jesus wants to do through Bethel? Amen. But he's not able to because we've tied his hands up. Because he refused to will. We refuse to yield. Are there things that he wants to do in Dominican Milan? But I have tied him up. Amen. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Amen. I've never seen anybody going to the grave pulling a big house behind him. And all the gold. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to start thinking about missions. And I thank those of you. I pray that everybody here think about missions. Amen. It's important. Because we're on the mission field. Amen. Going for you. Working with very, very little, amen, resources. My wife and I, we've been in the ministry since 2007. And we've not taken a salary from the church. Our, our work is voluntary. We've not charged. The church has been in our building, in our, and we could have paid our mortgage off by now. And we've not charged, since 2010, and we've not charged $1 of rent. So God be on the glory. Yeah. Because our eyes are set on eternity. Yeah. Are you there with me today? I don't want to be bankrupt when I get to him. Right. You know, I went uh, to another island, Antigua, to bury one of my brothers. The same brother that was doing crack with me, uh, drugs. And God called me and told me to run after him and follow him. And I had to go to this island to bury my brother. And I went to church on Sunday, and this lady walked up to me. She said, do you remember me? I said, no. Do you remember my, my daughter? She had a 13-year-old. She said, you remember her? I said, no. She says, many years ago, when you came from Germany, you prayed for her. And she was suffering from migraine headaches, chronic migraine. And the day that you prayed for her, God healed her. And there she is. You know? The joys of eternity is person's going to come up to you and say, you know, the $10 that you sold and you gave to the ministry and it bought a Bible for me. And because, amen, you went and because you prayed, amen, and you fasted, hallelujah, I'm saved, hallelujah. And I want to thank you for saving me, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost, amen, hallelujah. Because you fasted, because, amen, hallelujah. You denied yourself. You had a 48-inch TV and you decided you want to get a 65-inch and you said, no, amen, I'm going to deny myself a 65-inch TV. I don't need a 65-inch TV. I'm going to save that extra money and sow it into missions. And somebody as a result, amen, amen, many persons ask me for Bibles. You need Bibles. Amen. Hallelujah. And because you give, somebody's going to come up to you and say, I thank you. Oh, the joy, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Of one that presenting a bouquet of souls to Jesus. Hallelujah. You didn't give me much. I didn't, I didn't have much of an education. I didn't finish high school. I was handicapped, but God 
hallelujah. Because I love you, hallelujah. I surrender my all. And here's a bouquet of souls. I present the bouquet of souls to you. But there are some that's going to come empty-handed, swinging. If you want to be one of those, amen. I don't believe that, amen, hallelujah. Amen, lift up the name of Jesus. Glory to God, amen. Let us stand. This is a timely lesson. God has given you a spiritual leader that is in tune with his will. He has the heartbeat for visions. He has the heart. His heart is in tune with the, the will of the Lord. Are you ready for today? And God is raising up, amen, ministers here that is preparing, amen, hallelujah, amen, to go out and minister and reach lives for him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we need to fast. We need to pray for our spiritual leader. Bishop. Amen. Hallelujah. Apostle. Howard. And his lovely wife and family. Pray for them. Some of you are. Yes, I know you are. But we need to go deeper. Amen. Hallelujah. I've called my church and asked him to pray for him. We love Pastor Howie and Dominica. We love Bethel family. Amen. Lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. And God is releasing things to him. He told us that the last time I was here. God is releasing things to him that he wants to do. And hallelujah. We need to release him. Amen. He's a man of love. If Pastor Howell wasn't a man of love, he wouldn't have me in his food. He's a man of love. Amen. He doesn't see color. He sees the same blood. If he saw color, he wouldn't come to Dominica. He didn't come, amen, with a big entourage. Some people have to come with a big entourage. He came as a humble servant. Sat down and ate all the local food. Amen. Became one with the people, the little people. Any day today. That is what it takes to touch the world now. That is what it takes to touch those young men that are, amen, that are killing one another. Drug addicts. It takes that love. Love for Jesus Christ. You may not be able to go, but you can send others. Amen. Lift up the name of Jesus. And I want to thank you for those of you who have continued to give and sacrifice to give unto the Lord. Not just for the work in Dominica, but the work around the world. Hallelujah. Lift up the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you. We bless your name, Father. Are you ready to Hallelujah. We thank you for your word, Lord, that you were willing to leave the glories of heaven and come down to be a true disciple. You came to do the Father's will for us. And so, Father, we thank you. And we want to follow in that example. Lord, we confess we cannot do it in our own strength. We ask that you would empower us by the Holy Ghost. 
Give us the strength to be the disciples you've called us to be. To love you more than money. To love you more than our cell phones. Love you more than family and friends. To love you above all things. We thank you and we praise you and bless you. Amen. Let's sing this little song together as we close. All to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever love and trust in me his presence daily some of you here, I, the Lord spoke to me and he said, there's some of you who have been called to preach the gospel and you've not yet accepted your call. God is calling you to accept your call to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's no greater calling in this life. It is a higher calling than being the prime minister, being the president, sitting on the Supreme Court. There's no higher calling than the call of a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus and I believe there's some that God is speaking to you he's been talking to you for a long time but you've not said yes why don't you say I surrender today we're gonna to sing this just for you I surrender all I surrender all oh I'm going to turn it over to uh, Minister Red Park or the Minister. Let's just come around the altar, have a season of prayer. Praise God, ask the Lord to let us know what He wants us to do, what He wants us to be.